Hey guys, don't forget that our November Read and Glow Book Club Book of the Month for November is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. And let me tell you guys, the book is so good. I can't wait to discuss it with you all. Remember, December 3rd at 8 p.m., we will be meeting to discuss and talk about the book. Also, in the meantime, feel free to reach out about what book you would like to read in December. Can't wait to read with you guys. See you soon. Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are now tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast, and I'm back recording, guys, because last week was my birthday, so I don't believe in working on my birthday, even though, you know, I love you guys, but working on my birthday has never been my thing, you know, but uh, I'm glad to be back. It's just... I'm glad I didn't record last week because it was nothing really happening. But baby, once Thursday hit, all all types of shit started happening. So I'm excited to, you know, join in and get into all this chat chat because baby, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in these uh, streets. But first I want to talk about my birthday. So last Wednesday was my birthday. Y'all know how I feel about Scorpio season. This podcast is full of Scorpios. My producer, Eric, is a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. So these are the only things that matter. We're very water signs. We actually get along very well. I don't usually get along with other Scorpios, but it works. Um, What did I do? All right. My birthday was just a fiasco. But it wound up, it was like a beautiful, beautiful, chaotic thing that happened. But, um... I had two days off from work. I had really three. But I had two consecutive days off for work, one for the election and one for, like, I just took my birthday out, off. And I didn't relax the day of my birthday because it had, maintenance had to be done at my apartment. It was loud as shit. Then they knocked out the power. So then I had to make sure that shit was working. I was supposed to run to go get my nails done. Couldn't do it. Then, and I wanted to like go and do something, but I had to wait to make sure, you know, that all of that stuff was done because they knocked the power out, which knocked the internet out. And I didn't know if I had to call Pico or, um, I don't know if I had to call Pico or if I had to like call, um, the internet company to come out. So I was irritated about that, but all of it wound up working out. So that was just like chaotic, but. I felt so loved. Like, all my friends and family, like, did nice things, said nice things to me. I felt super loved, super real, super good, you know. So, I loved it. Um, So, I was supposed to celebrate my birthday at one of, like, a day party in Philly. It's called Vesper. So, I was supposed to party there. Friday night, I'm about to go get my hair done. I have a makeup appointment already set. I am like bad bitch mode for my birthday, right? Got my hair, get my hair done, get my makeup done, all of that shit. If you know anything about makeup artists or stylists nowadays, bitch, you cannot cancel in less than 12 hours from your appointment or they will charge you the full, you know, shebang. So I'm just like, all right, well, let me go on ahead and just, you know, see what's going on. I, I just think that, 
I planned everything out between my reservation and my appointments. Friday night, after like seven, I get a text message from the venue like, so sorry, we had to cancel everything this weekend. We can't have no parties. We can't do this because there's a maintenance issue and we have to shut down for the weekend. So what we can do is refund you, you your money or reschedule you for another weekend. So I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Because it feels, you just can't, like, it's not a lot of places you can go and have the type of vibe I was looking for. Like, you can't do a whole, 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 whole bunch at once. So I'm like, all right, shit, then now what am I going to do? So I'm like, um, oh, yeah, y'all, I'm recording on live while I'm recording the podcast. So I'm going to be talking to the live and recording the podcast at the same time. So if I stop, just know I'm talking to people on the live. And you can go watch the live if you follow our Instagram at JST Let It Glow. So hi, Taija. Thanks for joining but, um, yeah, so they're like, oh, we got to cancel or we're going to run you, you know, or we can run you your money back. I'm like, well, shit, I can't even cancel. I can't even cancel because if I cancel like the whole weekend and celebrate it the next weekend, you know, it's like, hey, y'all, thank you. You know, it's kind of like, all right, shit, what am I about to do? Because the makeup artist is going to charge me regardless if I show up there. If I cancel and say, can I come next weekend? I can't. It's less than 24 hours. She's going to charge me. And I get it because when you have it in your head, like, oh, you know, you got an appointment. You're trying to make money. You want your money. So I'm like, well, I wouldn't be. It would be. I'll be like a hundred something dollars in a hole with that. Then I'm like, well, one thing I was just so. I can tell them because I was PMSing, but I was it was just so much stuff that happened on my birthday. I can't even get to you. Um I can't even begin to explain everything in one like episode about the week of my birthday. But anyway, I was just already I just already had like a not I had a good birthday. Like everybody I love show love, right? It was just like an emotional week. Like it was just such an emotional, emotional week. Thanks, y'all. It was just like an emotional week that I just was like, I, w- I was like, you know, if you know me personally, I am very stoic. If you know me personally, I am just like very stoic. I kind of keep my emotions close to the vest, close to the chest. Like I'm not that emotional of a person. But baby, when they canceled my birthday stuff, I was crying because I was just so mad. Like, I'm like, I've been staying positive. I've been staying positive. Like, oh, I'm just so mad. Like, I wanted to, like, I wanted to go down there and fight because I felt like they were lying to me. So I started doing my Googles, making sure that they ain't coasting about no parties. Like, I was so mad. But um, my sister, one of my best friends, was trying to help me find the place. And I know, like, I was just, like, they were trying to suggest things. And, like, well, what if you do cancel? Or what if the... And they were being so nice. But, baby, I was trying to hear nothing. Like, they're like, well, you want to try this? You want to try that? I'm like, I got to call y'all back. Because I had to cry. Because I was just so mad. Like, I wanted to fight. And I didn't want to take it out on anybody that didn't have anything to do with it. Like, they're just trying to help. And my emotions are just, like, running rampant. Like, 
It's like, I'm like, all right, oh shit. So I called this place that I had seen on TikTok and people were saying like they had like a party, but apparently the party is at, at night and y'all know I'm, I'm low key. I'm a lit bitch. I am. I can have fun. I can turn up, but I'm an auntie. I don't like clubs. I don't like going out at night. I don't like buying bottles. I feel like it's a waste of time. I hate it. Like, I hate clubs. I hate Philly clubs. Like, if you tell me to go to a club out of town, I'll probably go. You tell me to go to a club in Philly, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going out after a certain time here. I hate it. I am a day party type of bitch. That's it. Because it's not about the day party crowd. We all got jobs. We all got jobs. We all got shit to lose. We here for a good time to release, and we trying to get the fuck home. That after 10, 11 crowd, they're a bunch of motherfuckers that slept all day and ready to wreck shit. I'm not with this. Like, mm-mm, no. My brain starts shutting down after a certain hour. So I wanted a day party. Apparently in Philly, it's only about two goddamn places you can have a day party at. And the one place I was having my party at, I had a lit time. Every time I've ever been there, I never had it for my birthday. I went for other people's birthday. It's lit. But... They, you know, canceled my shit. So the other place was booked up. Like, they were booked up until this coming weekend and not even to be able to accommodate, you know, everybody. So I'm like, all right, well, let me just find, like, a place that got some, that's a cute aesthetic, bottomless mimosas. It's close to where I was trying to go. So I wound up booking a frame. Highly recommend I really, really enjoyed it. I should have took a video of, like, the aesthetic, but it's super aesthetically pleasing. Um, They were so accommodating. They had a reservation as big for my party. I was able, it was seamless. Um, When my people got there, they got there before me. You know, birthday girl got me late. They set everybody down. We all had a good time. The food was fire. The drinks, they were not bullshitting with the mimosas. The mimosas was mimosaing. They were bringing it out. The staff was really good. My friends and family that, you know, honestly, everybody that was there, even though like not biologically, everybody that was there actually was my friend. I mean, it was my family. Like all of the people there are like people I view as like my family. And if missing a few, like two others that weren't able to make it, but everybody, you know, four, about four people couldn't make it. And I appreciate them. And they are a family as well. But everybody I invited, like, I really just wanted this year to be, like, with family. So even, like, non-biological people like I, that I view as family were there. Like, so everybody that I view as family was invited or was there. And it was the best birthday I had in a really long time. Like, just by, like, being surrounded, like, so much stuff has happened this year between me, the people around me. That It just felt good to be, like around genuine love, genuine, uh, you know, energy. Everybody's talking with one another. Like, everybody's cool with one another. You know, we all having a good time drinking. I think it was everything that everybody needed at the time, you know. Like I said, the food was good. I had a good-ass day. I had a good time. Um, So I still wanted to, the place I wanted to go to, I just was been stressed and busy and I told y'all before, like, work has been crazy. I've been working my ass off. And I just wanted to go get lit, shake some ass, have some good times. But 
you know, God said that you needed to have fellowship with your people. So that's what I did. But yeah, so OMG, this is great. Surprise, my favorite podcast is going live. Period. I had so much fun. Yes, we had a good time. That's so true. Yeah, like Philly, I this is what I would say about Philly. Like they just need to up their social scene. Like the social scene in Philly, it should not just be two places where you can go and have a day party. Like get a DJ for Saturday and Sunday brunch. Get bring the champagne bottles out. Bring the lit vibes. We are a lot of us are professional millennials. We are not our fucking aunties and uncles that like want to sit down and be bored all the time. We want to have fun in a controlled environment. So if you have a restaurant that is struggling, but you guys serve brunch and can do mimosas. Turn it into a party. Get a house DJ. Tell a bitch like me to come because apparently when I be doing stuff, everybody end up there. And I won't, I, I be wanting to be like a little uh, city influencer. I got enough videos in my phone for it, but I never actually end up doing it. Just show me a good time and then I'll tell people about it and then like they'll show up. Like just bring the party vibes to back to Philly. Like I couldn't see it. I was so irritated, but I had a good ass time. Um, frame ended up being everything. We had a good time. I got some good pictures of. So make sure y'all check out my Instagram, XO underscore DeAndre Kiera. Check out all my pictures that were taken by D Vision. Um, I got plenty of content. So check it out. Like my pictures. Tell a bitch she looked good for her birthday. Because, you know, Scorpio season is when I get real, 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 real feisty. The party vibes, not the fighting and drama. Yeah, like we just want to have a good time. We just want to have fun. Looking gorgeous. Thank you, Naya, Naya. Thank you, sister girl. Hey, Jess, thanks for joining. Yeah, like we just want to go. We want to twerk. We want to feel like we in college again. We want to have a good time. And then we want to go home by 6, 7 o'clock and act like we was out all night. Like that's all we want. That's all we want, Philly. We shouldn't have to go to D.C. to get it. I should not have to go to D.C., New York, and everything else to have a good time at a day party. And it shouldn't just be two damn options. We should have a good place. Like, that's it. But um, other than that, you know, I will say this. Like, my birthday was really good. Like I said, um, I got to see a lot of my favorite people that week. I got to spend time with people. Um, I was definitely felt the love and appreciation and the kindness um that I extend to others I felt it returned so I really had a good time I had a very real therapy session the day after my birthday one thing when I decided to join therapy I just was like you know I'll talk about it more at the end during the podcast during the glow up but like one of the things that I said like when I start therapy like I want to be held accountable. I want real shit. I want, I don't need nobody blowing smoke up my ass. And I don't need nobody trying to hurt my damn feelings either. I'm not, no, I don't need no fucking yelling. I just want somebody that's like, help me, you know, to grow. Cause that's what ultimately therapy is there for. So I had a really good therapy session, which is perfect. I never really thought to do therapy right after my birthday, but it's a good way to like focus on what you want to do for the next year. So one of the things I've been battling, not battling, but I've been deciding to do for this year, um, my birthday this year, like this next um, year of my 30s, 
um, is I want to do stuff that would challenge me and that would like make my inner child happy. So like taking chances, taking risks, living life, things that like my inner child would look up to me as the adult in their life and be like, damn, she's cool. She's killing it. She's doing all of this. She's fabulous. Like, oh my gosh, like I want to grow up and be like her. So I'm trying to do that more this year, um, whatever it may be. Like, I, you know, always aspire to have, like, a very fulfilling life. I, I told y'all before, I never really thought about, like, the white picket fits and the husband and the kids and stuff like that. I knew I would find love. Like, I knew I would be, like, in a relationship and in love and have loving relationships. But I always knew, like, I was going to be, like, like, you know, just the rich auntie. Like, I always knew I was going to have that vibe. Like, so we just need to keep manifesting it. I definitely want to travel more this year, take more breaks, take more career risks, definitely just be, like, putting myself out there. So it's a couple of things I'm working on this week where I'm just, like, putting myself out there to, like, just really grow as a person and try different things. So, um you know, y'all will hear about it throughout the next year and we will, I need y'all to hold me accountable. Um, also, don't forget, guys, November, we are reading for our Greet and Glow um, segment or uh, basically a spinoff of the podcast. It's our new uh, book club, Read and Glow um, with me. Um, the book that we're reading for November is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. Baby, I'm on chapter 13. And if y'all ain't start reading it, y'all need to do that this weekend. If y'all have not started reading this book, I need y'all to do it this weekend. I need y'all on Black Friday when y'all eating y'all turkey to get into this book. Like, hey, Tiffany, thanks for joining. I need y'all to, like, really tune in, tap into this book, read this book. Because it's good. It's good. And it brings up so many fire, not real ass topics that I feel like we all talk about. I have discussed on the podcast or I have wanted to discuss or I've been through or someone I know. And it's like the umbrella of depression and how it snowballs into so many different things and relationship and passion and love and you know, sacrifice and just uh traumas and it's so freaking good. Like it's so freaking good. Like I'm I am ten toes a Kennedy Ryan fan. I feel like the book is well written. I love a book where I can learn um the words the wording, the vocabulary is a is stellar. Like I love to be able to like read a book and be like, damn, what that word mean and look it up. But it's not so wordy that it, you feel like you're reading Shakespeare. Like it's very it's very rooted in realism. Um about two people that are educated, it's like how they would speak or their inner thoughts. I love it. Like they don't just say like random big ass words and dialogue, but like the descriptiveness of it, I absolutely love the character development is so good the twist the turns the fact of the matter is like it's just rooted in like like it's super real and one of the things I definitely want to talk about I would say is like 
wanting people to be ready um, to talk about their feelings and stuff on your time. You know, people have to do things however way they look in their own timing. And as someone like me who's in therapy and like I'm doing different work, I can honestly say, and I was just telling my friend, I'm going to be real with y'all. I love therapy. However, there is times when I'm in therapy and I'm like, this shit ain't working. This shit ain't working. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. Like, I don't feel no different. You know, I said what I said. These people still got me fucked up. This nigga still got me fucked up. Like, hate this job. Hate this person. Hate this. Like, I just be feeling like this shit ain't working. And then... There is times in life where I'm faced with certain decisions to make and I make the opposite decision of what is natural to me without even thinking. And I'm like, damn, this shit is working. This shit is working. Like last week, I could have showed, when I tell y'all my innate thing is like my brain is to curse people out and like act the fucking fool. Last week, I have had a very serious conversation and I was talking like I was fucking Oprah and I was listening and I was talking and I wasn't argumentative. I was nicely, well, not nicely, but like clearly explaining how I felt without acting super crazy and going off and like really taking deep breaths and like taking moments to think about, you know, the responses I was getting and how I felt. Baby, me, me, myself, DeAndre Kiera is a fucking psycho, for real. I don't like to talk. I don't, and I'm going to get into that next. I don't really like to talk. I like to like, wah, 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 naturally. But like the fact that even in that, in that moment when I had a very serious conversation, I didn't feel even that like enraged. And I said, damn. Some aspects of life therapy is working and others we're still working through it. And it's kind of like, you know, even understanding how I, why I feel the way I feel about certain things, like why certain stuff bothers me. Like it's, it's everything really is deep, is deep rooted from our past. Even stuff that we're not even aware that we're doing, like that shit is real. So like I said, you know, Therapy is definitely a great tool to do. And this book talks about it. Hey, uh, Bianca, thanks for joining. The book definitely talks about it. And it talks about like sex, love, relationships, um, dynamics, children, relationships, backtracking, wanting to backtrack, trying to move on. I'm into this book. This is the story of my life. I just don't got kids. It's really like, <laughs> it's my life. I just don't have any children. <laughs> and thank God I don't have kids or a dog, but maybe it's good. But like I said, therapy sometimes that shit work, and you can feel it in that moment when therapy is working, and you decide to like do the best thing in the situation. And sometimes you just be in therapy, and you're like, "What the fuck are we talking about today?" Like, I don't even know why I'm logging in on this damn call because I don't even know, but. You know, it's a journey and sometimes, you know, sometimes it just feel like, you know, you just in a bitch venting until you just, you know, have a breakthrough. 
But um, it's, uh, everybody got to do it at their own time. Man. I said, how is this fiction story so close to my life? Exactly. Like, how do you know my business? How do you know that, you know, I be doing all of this? Kennedy Ryan, you got cameras in my house. But yeah, how you suggest y'all go read it? Me personally, I feel like I read best on ebooks, so I would suggest getting the ebook. But if you read best um, with paperback or um, audiobooks, definitely do that too. But get into this book before uh, December 1st. Also, I'm going to post so that y'all can tell me what books y'all want to read for December. Or do y'all want to skip December because of the holidays and start fresh in January with a new read? Let me know what y'all want to do. Uh, and we'll do that. Um, let's get into these topics. So like I said, last week, I'm kind of glad I didn't record because there wasn't much going on until after I normally record and all hell been breaking loose. Let's get into Krishan and Tamar. So last week in LA, Tamar is on tour. Tamar Braxton is on tour um, celebrating the 10 years since the release of her album, Love and War. I love that album. Tamar is a phenomenal singer, phenomenal artist. That album is amazing. The writing on that album, the vocal arrangement, everything fire. I would have loved to see her, but I guess celebrities be scared to come to Philly. I don't know. Maybe we're just too harsh here. What y'all think? And yes, I'm drinking my beautiful sparkling water. But um, love that album, Eight Down. She's been having different R&B artists um, open up for her. Like some people like Nivea or Tiffany Evans, they're like last from the past. And then like some newer artists like Drew Sedora and, you know, people like that have opened up for her. <sighs> Tamar decides, her and her team decides to invite Krishan Rock to her show. Krishan is under the assumption, and mind you, let me say allegedly because I'm paraphrasing everything and he's holding about to sue me. So allegedly, 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 um, Krishan was under the impression that she was going to perform. So Krishan, so Tamar, after the show, nobody knows, unless she was at the show, nobody knows what happened. One of Tamar's um, staff, Mr. R.L. Davis or L. Davis, whatever his name is, he comes out and says that Krishan Rock um, punched James Wright Chanel, Tamar's backup singer, and he did the whole Patty Pies thing that went viral like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, she punched the shit out of him and had his nose leaking. And everybody's like, why the hell would she punch him out of all people? Like, why would she do that? Like, that makes no sense. Like, he does nothing to anybody. Like, he didn't do anything. Like, why would you punch him? Okay. Apparently, Tamar invites the damn girl to the show. They forgot to, I guess, let her perform her song during, like, a twerk session that Tamar has in the middle of her show. Um, Krishan Rock was waiting to perform the whole time. She was out on the stage. Being awkward, I guess, while on stage with Tamar when Tamar was singing her final song. And you can see videos where Tamar is visibly like annoyed with Krishan. And um, backstage, one of Tamar, 
um, staff members, I forgot his name, but her role manager said that backstage, um, Krishan started crying. She was very upset. She was very irate. She didn't understand why she wasn't able to perform. Tamar said, like, she thought she performed during the Turk session. They were like, well, she wasn't on the side of the stage during that time. But Paul's Mr. L. Davis said that he didn't even know that she was supposed to perform. And then these other people are saying like she was supposed to perform, but she wasn't there. Which one is the truth? So I'm like, all right, well, which one is it? Was she not supposed to perform or was she and y'all played in her fucking face? To me, it's, you know, like y'all played in that girl face. Because even let's say she was on the side of the stage during that time. She was out on the stage long enough that y'all could have gave her a moment to perform. Like, y'all played in that girl face. Hey, Donnell. Y'all played in that damn girl face. And it's corny. Um, so, the girl, I guess they all arguing. She's crying backstage. It's so much going on. The damn show is over. She feels like she was there for clout. And probably was. And, um... James Wright Chanel was just like you weren't on this side of the stage like you weren't there and she was like say I was on the side of the stage again watch what happens he repeated it she apparently bust him in his damn face and his nose started bleeding his teeth started bleeding he needed to go to the dentist my thing is I'm gonna say first things first Christian keep your fucking hands off of people stop putting your hands on people your ass is gonna go to jail or you're going to meet somebody that does not have the restraint and tear your ass up a new one. You ain't the biggest and the baddest. I'm going to tell you this right now. You put your fucking hands on me. I ain't stopping until you... <laughs> that, <laughs> like, don't play. Everybody's not about to play with you. Stop feeling like you can just put your hands on people and that's it. Because not only will I whoop your ass, I'm going to sue your ass right after. So don't play like that. Secondly... It would be nothing for James to cop the bullshit out of her. Um, two, she shouldn't have been there. Tamar, ain't nobody in your age demographic, ain't nobody that's come to see you give a damn about no Krishan performing. You were being Joe and you were being weird and you were inviting that girl out of cloud. There is no, y'all do not have the same demographic. You are an R&B singer that sings ballads. You are not a twerker. You're not a dancer. You're not a lit chick. You're not a city girl type of chick. There is no reason why somebody in their fucking 40s, damn near 50, would have this young ass girl performing her dumb ass songs on their set. Mom, I would have gone to see, you know, Tamar, because I really like that album. I mean, I like that album. album. Like, I really think Tamar is a great singer. However, I'm, I'm a young crime. I'm a lit bitch too, you know. I ain't too much older. No, I am a lot older than Krishan. I damn sure would have been going to go get me a drink at the bar while she performing because that is not my demographic. I don't give a shit about her dancing, performing, and all the aunties that would have been up in that thing don't give a damn either. They don't know a Krishan rock from the rock. Like, don't... That didn't even make sense. She shouldn't even been there. Then... You got living legend Tony Braxton there, and this girl is shaking her butt and bending over in front of Tony Braxton. And it's like, you just, like, y'all thought the girl was playing when she was acting like she had no class on the internet. Like, there is no reason to hear somebody like uh, Krishan Rock on a show 
and sit there and act like you don't understand why she ate. That girl is old enough to be your child. Grow up. Like, that's the whole thing. And this is not the first time that Tamar has invited controversial figures on her show when she performs and crazy things have happened. That happened when she invited the Queen's Court to her show in Atlanta, knowing that they were beefing with Escape. You always doing weird shit, and then you play victim. And I was like, for real, for real, both of these bitches are the same type of person because they show their ass on the internet, they do dumb shit, and then as soon as they get reprimanded for it, they talk about they want to bring up their mental health. And I'm not one to make fun of mental health, and I do feel like everybody should go to therapy. But stop showing your ass and then want to talk about how you are mentally drained. Stop doing stupid shit. Stop doing stupid shit for people to talk about it. Every single time. Every fucking single time. They do the same shit. First, uh, it was Krishan. I'm going to delete my social. This is too much on my mental. You put your hands on somebody that did not deserve it. You put your hands on somebody unprovoked. Stop fucking putting your hands on people. Tamar, oh, I'm, I, this was not what I wanted. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm working on myself. I'm just going to take a break for my mental. Stop showing your ass too. Stop inviting bullshit into your life and you wouldn't have these problems. Every fucking five minutes, you want to be fucking messy at your old ass age. Your old ass should not be hanging out with no fucking 23-year-old. Like, be fucking serious. The only fucking 20-something-year-olds I'm hanging with is relate relatives. And even then, it be like, you know, damn, a bitch is old. You know what I mean? When I be with that, I'm like, damn, a bitch is old. Like, I'm ready to take your fucking neck. Like, I don't know. It's given she needs some scandal for you. She always needs a scandal. Very messy. Yup. She lives for drama, throwing stones and hiding her hand. I don't know. I, I And they're, apparently they're both Pisces. I don't know if that's a Pisces trait or if they're just them two bitches. Or if it's because they're from Baltimore. I don't know. But either way, it just pissed me off because I'm like, you always keeping shit going on. Then somehow this beef, this thing between Krishan and Tamar ended up in an argument between Tommy from Love and Hip Hop and Tamar arguing um, on the neighborhood talk comments, then I guess Tommy from Love and Hip Hop was pissed about whatever something the neighborhood talk did say or incited. A let I don't know if this was Tommy real page. I don't know if this is a pan, fan page, but a Twitter handler with Tommy's name and about sixty seven arguments. I mean, sixty seven thousand followers posted a video of Kyle from the Neighborhood Talk giving awesome Johnson. And I was just like, what? Like, it was like in the middle of the night on Twitter. I'm like, what happened? Like, what did he do? And basically she was just saying like, you know, these bloggers and site rage do all of this stuff. And they need to, like, pay for what they do. Like, they, basically, I was just, I'm guessing she was saying that, like, whatever they put out, they need to be prepared to receive type of shit. Now, I'm going to say this. Don't put nobody out on nobody. 
that's weird. I feel like putting any type of video that you might receive of somebody being intimate is just lame. As lame as corny is dead, right? Like, I really hate when people do that. I think it's very lame. Like, everybody has sex. Everybody does sexual acts. It's not that deep. It's not that scandalous. Stop doing it. Y'all are doing it to fucking embarrass people, right? Like, that's a very intimate moment. Two, on the other hand, right? I don't like to say devil's advocate because I don't feel like the devil needs an advocate. And I hate when people say that. Wrong is wrong is wrong. Tommy is dead ass wrong. However, comma, as a blogger who makes money from people doing the same things to other people, you know, um, you have contributed to the culture of revenge porn by reporting on different types. You might not put a video out about somebody or repost it, but when you share the news that a tape is out of a celebrity or you are often inciting drama and reporting drama between celebrities and making money from this type of devilish thing, you kind of have to be very careful or you will be victim of it and you kind of got to take that shit on the chin. Me, if I was known to run a blog, blog, you know, and I'm pissing celebrities off and people are clout chasers, I damn sure would not let nobody record me. Because y'all be beefing as blogs and stuff way too much. Tommy, all Tommy had to do was record, was ask somebody that, hey, I'll pay you real quick. I'll, you know, send me the video, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think it's very lame. I think it's very corny. I really don't even understand what happened to make her post it. But I also feel like, you know, it's sometimes, you know, the rabbit gets the gun, you know? And I think that if for nothing else, you got to be very careful of what you put out there, what you expose, what, you know, rage you incite amongst other people, what type of instigating you're doing, especially if you got things like that out in the world. Now, the only thing I want to know, if you seen the video, who was that man? Because, baby, <laughs> who was that man? Hi, Kyle, who was that man? Because I ain't mad at you. You was real pretty, too. You was real pretty. But who was that man? Put his name out there so we can cuss him out. Put his name out there so we can cut him out and find out why he would give that video to Tommy. Because that's why I want to ask him. I want to see if he got girls too. At this point, he should have NDAs. I'm sure Jason Lee has them. Yeah, you should have an NDA. You should have very much NDAs. I think it's very irresponsible as a gossip blogger who makes money for this type of stuff. Excuse me. Not to like you know, make sure like these type of things don't come out about you because you in turn become a celebrity. I promise you, it ain't no video of Wendy Williams giving out nothing. We ain't never see Wendy Williams do a line of coke. We ain't never we heard gossip. We ain't never see Wendy Williams smoke no weed. We heard gossip. We ain't never see Wendy Williams take a pill. We heard gossip. 
We ain't never seen Wendy Williams with the threesomes. We heard about them. We ain't never seen none of that shit. We ain't never seen Joan Rivers do shit. We ain't never seen no gossip blogger, Miss Jones, nobody out here looking crazy. Y'all are losing like y'all niche. Y'all are just becoming, get baby, I would have had a lawyer set up right off the bat. Like, you can't even get my number without a lawyer. Like, before I even text you, big baby, here's this NDA. <laughs> I'm a gossip blocker, baby. Like, here's this NDA. Hold on. Why the filter jump in? Okay. Yeah, so, like, baby, calm down. Don't do that. I, you would never see Wendy Williams looking crazy like this. And she puts that info out about herself. She said in her autobiography. Yeah, don't spray me with my own tea. Now, instead of ignoring it, if I was Kyle... I probably would have been like, okay, and <laughs> I look super cute in that video because he does. He looks very pretty. He looks very cute, very pretty, you know, definitely given like, you know, hoisy hoisy. But um, I just feel like the thing, the, I think the only thing is shame is like, you don't want your family seeing it. You don't want people seeing it. But it's like to put out a sex tape of somebody is kind of lame. Just like with the sexy real shit, it's kind of, it's corny. Like, come on now. Everybody has sex. Everybody has sex. Everybody does these things. Like, stop it. It's not like 1998 where it's like, <gasps> and how scandalous is it when we all know he's gay? Like, what would you, you know, what do you think they do together? Play fucking patty cake? Oprah did that too. Someone was leaking her drug use and she did a show about it before it hit the gossip mix. Yeah. I listen, it's 2023. You think you're about to spray me with my own tea? Oh, baby, I wouldn't even give you the chance. I'm going to sue your ass, though. I'm going to sue your ass, but I just wasn't expecting. And all of this is Tamar and them fault because y'all shouldn't have invited Christian to that show. So, baby. Now, to the meat and potatoes of the last few days. <sighs> y'all ready to talk about our cousin Kiki? Let me know if y'all ready to chat about cousin Kiki and Aunt Sharon and that nigga Darius. Now, I don't have... It's too many stories that have come out since last week for me to actually, like, read an article that details all of everything that happened. So I'm going to say allegedly, and I'm going to let y'all know I'm paraphrasing everything I done read. Because y'all know, I'm a small podcast, small vlog, you know. I, I'm a small podcast. I don't want to get sued. So I'm just paraphrasing all the bullshit that I done filmed this week. So where do we start? So last week, I think it was last Friday, I think y'all. Um Love V Scott. We love Love V Scott over here. OG blogger. If he's if they said it, you know, check my pair of pronouns. If they said it, it's real. It happened. Like, I don't question too much when it comes to Love V Scott because Love V Scott being a no been in Hollywood, no people. You know, well respected and protected. So I believe what they say. You know, 
puts out there that Kiki Palmer filed for a restraining order, a temporary um, emergency restraining order from her baby daddy, baby daddy, Darius Jackson, who is the younger brother of Saron's Jackson, who played Drow and Insecure. That's a mouthful, right? These are the players. This is who we gonna, I'm going to identify all the major players. Darius Jackson, Saronis Jackson, Dominique Perry, that's Saronis Jackson's baby mama, um, Kiki Palmer, Sharon Palmer. These are the people. These are the players we're going to talk about. So y'all got it. Get it. Let's get into it. Booms. Kiki Palmer filed a restraining order against Darius Jackson because apparently he tried to attack her November 5th, which was the Cowboys and Eagles game. And I'm a, I'm a let I'm stating it because that that becomes important somewhere in the story. He goes to Kiki's house unannounced and try to see his son to take her his son take their son to see the football game. Her son wasn't there. He was with like a trusted person in her family. I guess I don't know. I don't know where the little boy was at. He wasn't there. She said that he couldn't take him because. She didn't want him to go to a football game. She did not feel like it was appropriate for a seven-month-old to go watch a football game. Like, she said no. Also, he did not. He came unannounced. Um, during the time, they got into some type of altercation because prior to it, um, I believe a few weeks before or um, earlier this year, they got into a fight where he attacked her. He said um, things like he understands why male um, animals eat their eat their cubs. He said, you know, basically call her bitches, whores, and cunts. Uh, said that he's going to always be a father. You see Bader come out, picture, steals from a video that was recorded in Kiki's house from one of her house cameras of him striking her. Her bent over, her legs is open. He's like trying to hit her. Um, you just see like a whole lot of physical activity happening in those videos. Um, Kiki Palmer is granted temporary restraining order and she also gets uh, temporary custody of her son. So the same night that this is all coming out, his big bro, Serona Jackson, comes out on Twitter and he's like, this person is super manipulative and abusive to everyone around them. You all will see soon. Don't believe the hype. So Kiki Palmer mama got on the internet and was like, uh-uh, motherfucker. My kid, my daughter is not a liar. She's not abusive. Is something wrong with you and your brother? You told me yourself that you used to be abusive, but you went and got help. Like, don't try to lie on my child. All right, Saronis gets on Twitter, and he should have just ate his food because it was a bite his ass in the ass later. So he goes to say, I have never said this to you, Sharon. You're lying. The world will hear your voice very, very soon. Remember, he says this, right? Boom, everybody else like, Saronis, mind your fucking business because you was the same one talking about how, you know, uh, all this stuff about Trey songs, da 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 da. You're also an asshole. You had a girlfriend, and she didn't know that you was you had another girl pregnant. You're not with that girl that you're pregnant. You be weird, weird. So Dominique Perry is seeing, you know, 
all the stuff, like all of this. She's Serana's baby mom who played uh Tasha. What's her name? Tasha. Was it Tasha? The bank teller. She played the bank bank teller that was fucking Lawrence and insecure. So that's how they met. She posted like this thriller video video of Michael Jackson eating popcorn or whatever. Like she's entertained. Then she went on to say, like, basically, like, she's not laughing at, you know, the situation, but, you know, the truth will come out and she will be vindicated, blah, 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 right? So, boom. Wait, go, yeah, Tasha from TD Bank, yep, her. So, she played her in the show or whatever. Hi, thanks for joining. So, she played her in the show or whatever. So, it's like, all right, this is a lot going on. This is some crossover shit here. Because then everybody like, well, what what they got going on? So boom, Radar Alon comes out with their court documents, Saranis and Dominique, where he's not the custodial parent. She is. She flies between Texas and LA during the writer strike. Money dwindling. She's like, all right, I'm gonna take my ass back to Texas. That's where I have a home. That's where my have my support at. He gets mad because she's looking at schools in Texas. Never tells her, like, oh, yeah, I don't believe that. I want my daughter here with me in California. I'm going to help out. She's saying he don't help. He files a motion so that she can stay in California um, and not move because he wants his daughter to stay near him. But he is not the custodial parent. She is. He sees her daughter whenever he wants to. He does not have a schedule. And it's not very often because he works on the TV show for Forum. Free, what is it? Freeform? Yeah, he works on that show. The spinoff of the Fosters. So she's asking them to dismiss the case. He's being super manipulative. They had an open communication for some time because she makes things super easy for him. And he decides to go behind her back and file a fucking motion in court. Is this not freaking sick? So he should have just ate their food because now their business is out here in the streets. Then. Today is when shit really starts to hit the motherfucking thing. No, when them pictures came out of that boy hitting Kiki, things started to hit the fan from there. But today, uh, Darius, no, yesterday, Darius' mama put out some text message between her and Miss Sharon. And she said something like, oh, you threatened to put a bullet in my son's head. Like that, you will go to jail. Don't play with my son, blah, 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 blah. She never puts out what Ms. Sharon said in response. Ms. Sharon responded like, your son put his hands on my daughter. I was telling him for his own safety while he is in her home trying to attack her that he needs to leave because she can put a bullet in his head and be well within her rights because he's attacking her in her own home. You are raising a bullshit ass son. Like she airs her out. Miss Sharon put that tea out there. So I'm like, oh, I can never trust a bitch that only put out certain things in a text message. Because if you given, like, you think I didn't screenshot this either? You don't think that I got proof too? Don't put no text messages out if you ain't about to say everything that you done said. Like, don't waste our time on it. So today, we go ahead and see. All right, let me know if y'all getting confused because this is a lot of drama. So, and mind you, we're going to get to the root of the potatoes of all this. I just got to explain for it, just in case somebody listens to this 20 years from now and want to know what the fuck we was talking about back then. So, you know, for the podcast, you know. Oh, what time am I at the podcast? I might need to pay Eric a little extra this week. 
because we damn we had 50 minutes i ain't even get to the glow up topic all right so we we won't hope you let me pass because it's my birthday mom but we will see all right boom then today darius tries to make himself smart by dropping to the blogs uh, the conversation that was had on november 5th between him kiki and her mama after he attacked her he is blatantly recording they don't know that he's recording this at all um and he's trying to get miss sharon to admit that she said that she'll put a bullet into you whatever so during the call miss sharon is airing this nigga out she done call him a lip dick motherfucker she said something wrong with him mentally that when he put his hands on her daughter he got her fucked up like you are calling your son's child bitches and cunts like it's something wrong with you you're a narcissist no when she said there and said it was something she said that i fell out oh he was stuttering and she said that's why your ass can't book no tv shows no acting rules because you can't articulate yourself and you ain't got no get up and go about you <laughs> And then he tries to gaslight and act like, oh, she sacrificed Kiki um, childhood to be a um, child actress or whatever. And so Kiki, like, I guess he's trying to say, like, you sacrificed me so I can be a child star. And she says, well, motherfucker, your mother should have made you be a child star. Child star. Maybe you had some gumption about yourself. You know, maybe you got some good. Uh, get up and go about yourself. Y'all gotta go listen to the whole eight minutes eight. Miss Sharon left nothing but bars. Uh, she went in like she went in, went in, went in. She was like, "You don't got no get up and go about yourself. You're a bum. Your your son is a bum. Everybody in Hollywood, I mean, your brother is a bum. Everybody in Hollywood knows about y'all. They don't like y'all. Yo, they all say that your brother is a um lie." <laughs> She said, your brother is a fuckboy in Hollywood. Lauren London don't even like him. Um, check it out on the Neighborhood Talk, y'all. I can't send it while I'm on, like, podcast, while I'm, while I'm recording. But check it out on the Neighborhood Talk. She went in a lot. It's like eight minutes long. She went in. Or y'all can look on Armand Wiggins' Instagram page because that's who got it. So she going in on him, and she like, blah, 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 blah. He goes and says, he says something. She said, you're a joke. You a joke. You've been a joke. Your brother's a joke. And you was a joke before you met Kiki. You're a bum. You can start. You can tell he's like, he's trying to do that narcissist. I don't know if you, if you guys ever been around narcissists, but they have this control voice that they use. And even though things are getting to them, they'll try to make you say the worst things possible and incite rage in you so that they can get you to say stuff. So he's like, uh, uh, you want to talk about that bullet? You want to talk about that bullet? She doesn't hear him. She starts going in about everything the fuck else. She calls him all types of bums. Um, then she said, he says, like, my son will be with me and he will be raised as a man. And she was like, uh, man, you got no man. You a bum. You this, you that. You're an angry little bird. She was like, you're mentally unstable, baby. She goes in, um... It, it's, it's a lot. Now, one thing I'll say about this. Oh, she said, she was basically saying, like, you're so mad about Usher. Usher's gay. She basically said that so, so like, he wouldn't be trying to attack her because he think Kiki is fucking Usher. You know, we all been here. 
we all been with the homegirl who baby daddy man or man is man because you was in a nigga section or something. You're like, oh, God, like, he's gay. Like, I don't nobody want him. Um, it was kind of that type of thing. But, you know, whatever. Whatever y'all think Usher is, whatever. You know, I'm still going to go see him when he go on tour. And I don't think her mama meant nothing by it for real. But whatever. So she starts going in on him or whatever. And she like, he like, you know, you're a joke. Your brother's a joke. Don't nobody in Hollywood like y'all. You can't book a role to save your life. You should have started as a child actor or maybe you had something to go on. He, she was like, you know, we just got 20 million last week. We good, you know, basically go in on him. Here's my thing with this. It's something, I if you listen to him, the way he talked, there's not something, he's not well. If you read the police reports where he says like, oh, I understand why male um, animals, you know, eat their children and all of this stuff that he loves her. You know, he, like, he says some very weird stuff about the son that I would be very, you know, scared. She said that his grandma sat her down and said he nor his mama or shit. Yes, yes, that's what he said. She said the grandma on his dead side told her that it did something wrong with them. Kiki says that the man that Saronis is named after, children, pulled her to the side and said, they're all jackasses. Is something wrong with them? Say, you know, keep your distance. Also, Kiki, mom pointed out to several times that Darius choked out his own sister. When she's making the claims that he put his hand on Kiki, he never denies it. He actually starts getting irate in the video. So y'all gotta go listen to that for yourselves. Now my thing is, Miss Sheeran, I don't know how far you were. Me personally, I wouldn't have been doing all that talking. I don't do all that talking. I would be on my way there or I'm sending somebody there because it's one for two reasons. I don't like talking that much. Two, you put your hands on somebody, that means you'll do it again. And three, you don't know if the shit you were saying would have made him want to hurt her. While you were on the phone, you know, we, I watched a whole lot of fatal attractions, a whole lot of snipped, a whole lot of, you know, spooky yuki stuff on ID channel. Like you should have had the cops on your way while you're doing all this talking, because if he's really as crazy as y'all think he is, or y'all feel like he's as unstable as he is, you should not have been, um, you know, poking the bear because you just never know, especially if he's put his hands on her in the past. Like, don't be doing all that talking. I ain't for all that talking. I would have been either at the door, the cops would have been there, or I would have sent somebody. You know what I mean? Like, she said some crazy stuff. Like, the stuff she started saying, she kept calling her a limp dick motherfucker, saying that he, you know, all types of stuff. Like, you don't know what he would have done. He could have hauled off and beat the shit out there, girl, while you were on the phone, because you're on the phone. Like, either be on your way, stay on the phone, but be on your way. Don't keep arguing and cussing somebody out if you're not there to protect the person that's in the room with them. Like, you never know what can happen. Um, Just don't do that. Like, if y'all ever be in a situation where somebody might be potentially abused, don't if y'all can't get to them, don't keep poking the bear because you just never know what can happen. Um he no for real, men like that are volatile. Yes. 
he don't have nothing to lose. I hope Kiki doesn't end up in a hospital or worse. Exactly. You don't know. And with somebody that has nothing to lose, you can't play those type of games with them. And he is hitting on her because he feels like he can overpower her. And just to show you that you can't control nothing he do, he could have beat the shit out of her right there while you're on the phone. Don't do no shit like that again, Miss Sharon. Either be on your motherfucking way or you send somebody out there. Two, um, Kiki, stop letting that motherfucker in your house. He show up to your house on the nails. You keep his ass outside and let the cops see in there. Don't let him in your shit. If he broke in, you move. At this point, you need to move and be in like a condo or something away from him. Like somewhere where he needs security to get in. Get you somewhere with um gates. You got the money, Key. I know you live in LA, but you got the money for security. Make sure you protect yourself because it's something he's jealous. He does not like you. And this is where I tell y'all, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be funny. Stop dating people you got to build. Because at 30 years old, if you don't have certain shit together, don't try to fuck with nobody. Get your shit together because they start getting real jealous, real nasty. And they want to bring you down because you're a boss. Women, most women are not bums. Most of us really got some good shit going on for ourselves, whichever way you slice it. You know, you really got to date. You can't date potential. You can't date somebody just because they seem like the nice, quiet guy in the corner in a room full of fuckboys. They be fuckboys too. They're just good boys. They're just the good guy wrapped up in a fuckboy uh, rapper. They're fuckboys too. You know, you don't hang around a bunch of fuckboys and not get a little fuck, fuckish on you. Like, you know, he's lame. He's weird. He's everything you thought. He's, and you don't, you don't deserve to be treated like that. You know, um, take your child, get all, everything you can get out this situation. Make sure that he stays, he has supervised visits or whatever else you need to feel safe. But baby, stop letting that motherfucker in your house. And Miss Sharon, don't keep arguing with somebody while you are unable to protect the person that you think you're protecting. Because you really put her in the most vulnerable situation. But I'm here to tell y'all, because people were saying that Miss Sharon went too far. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Had that been my mama, a lot worse. This would have went down a lot worse. Because first of all, my mom would have cussed him out, but she would have been on her way. And if she on her way, the other people was on their way. And when I say that wouldn't be too pretty in real life, also, this woman did not know that she was being recorded. That was illegal for him to record her without her knowing. Like, secondly, this was a private conversation that was being had. And he put this out thinking that's going to make him look bad, but make Kiki look bad. And it made me feel nothing. I literally felt nothing. I literally felt nothing. I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel like Kiki is the aggressor. He tried to put out that she scratched him. But my thing is, if you're attacking somebody, do y'all believe that an abuse victim just sits down and gets beat up? No, I'm going to try to fight. But if you're a man and I can't beat you, then what am I supposed to do with that? Of course he's going to have scratches. Y'all act like the motherfucker walked around like James Wright Chanel. Like, he's going to have scratches. Like, he's attacking her. Be fucking serious. And that's how you know that they're narcissists. And also remember when Serana said the world will be hearing Sharon's voice very soon. 
he heard the recording and he's such a fucking asshole that he even said, go ahead, Darius, put it out. And when it does make Darius look worse because he never did not put his hands on Kiki. Silly. Let me read you guys this comment. Uh, you made 20 mil last week. Level up the security says, period. We've seen too many black women in the entertainment industry get burned by dating from potential. Exactly. Where is Sprinkle Sprinkle? She retired. My mom would have been had in-person conversation. Yeah, my mom would have told it wouldn't have been no talking. It wouldn't have been no talking. Baby, listen, don't play like that. Don't, you know, but I pray, you know, Kiki is safe. I would hate to see anything happen. But I think as women, we just have to be like, very mature and stand on business when it comes to certain stuff and you know not put ourselves in situations like that like you really have to be very sure about the the you know things that the people that you bring into your orbit you know and not rush to certain decisions and even if somebody be like oh you know this happened he did this to me you know you don't have to believe everything a bitch say they used to date your man, but you you do your Googles. You find out. You have a conversation. You see the proof to find out if there's anything to do with it because this ain't his first time and it ain't going to be his last. And stop thinking that, you know, that the potential because he's a nice guy is going to make sense. No, everybody's not nice. Everybody that's quiet is not a nice person. Some people are quiet because they're diabolical. And they're plotting on your ass. And if they talk too much, they're going to tell them, they're going to tell you what the fuck they're thinking. Some people are quiet because they don't want to slip up. Like, everybody ain't quiet because they shy. Some people quiet because they're too busy thinking about how they're going to get your ass. And stop thinking because you heard there's such and such, but he's different from his brother. No, he's just a little bit more socially awkward, but they're the same motherfucker. And they mama... Don't date nobody who mama don't hold them accountable. Let's cut that out too. If the mama can't hold him accountable, then you need to move on. You need to move on. You need to move on fast. Because that can uh, be the difference between you walking around feeling safe and happy and in love. Or even if you break up, y'all can just break up and be amicable. But if you are sitting here dating somebody you don't really know like that, you don't know how they temperament, mm-mm, don't do it. Don't be having no kids for nobody all willy-nilly. Do your Googles. Because now she got to deal with him even if she don't want to. The grandmama got to be... And even knowing that he attacked her earlier this year and that her mom was still around him and she was trying to make it work and she's trying to convince us that he's a good guy and all of this other stuff. I always tell y'all that my man, my man, my man, your bitch that's getting bam, bam, bam. Like, every time a person always got to big up a nigga that ain't shit that y'all can tell is corny, that is critic, you might criticize a little bit. You'd be like, why is she with him? And she got to keep convincing us of why she with him instead of just being with him. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. Because he wants her to make him feel better. She has to big him up to make, you know, him feel comfortable. She has to make, convince the world that he's not as lame as we all thought he's lame. But the glow up topic, we've been hearing glow up topic is next. So we have been hearing the term standing on business for the last few months, right? 
and we all like, yeah, I'm standing on business. I'm standing on business. Bitch, it's not fun. It's not fun. Standing on your boundaries, standing on like your goals, standing on your priorities, how you should be treated, how you should be honored. It's not that fun. It's, it's not easy either because it's not fun. Like, you have to do it, dis- like, sometimes you have to stand on business despite what you want. You can be like, oh, yeah, I want a relationship. I want to be in love. I want to do this. And if you're not receiving it in the way that you would like to, the way that you know that you deserve, and you got to make that hard, hard, hard decision and be like, baby, it's a rap. I'm done. I'm standing on it. Fuck you. We. It's a rap. I'm cool with you. I'm cool on you. I don't care how lonely or cold the night gets. I don't get. I don't care if you hit the bottle and win a thousand, a million dollars today and want to give me half, baby. It's a wreck. Like I don't want you. Don't need you. I know what I deserve. That's hard to do when you are at a job where you're like, you know, I need a job. I gotta work. <laughs> Got these bills to pay, but they treat you like shit. And you like take a leap of faith uh, and take another job or just leave because you're not being treated. That is a hard ass decision to make and to stand on it. Like I had worked a job um, a few years ago, like five, six years ago. And yeah, probably like six years ago, six, seven years ago. It was in 2016. I took a job and it was the best pay I had so far. Um, it was definitely a career difference. Um, it was like my first like real career job post-college. Um, like where I'm getting like benefits and shit. Like I'm making good money. I'm seeing some good ends. However, you know, I didn't, I just, I didn't like what the business stood for. I didn't like the fact of the politics around it. And I didn't like the stress that it brought to my life, but the money was motherfucking good. The money was as best as I seen. Right now, it's like that money wasn't shit. But like fresh out of college at 25, you know, I still live at home. I'm doing good, you know. It's my first real, real job, you know. I'm excited, you know. I'm saving hella money because I'm at work busy all the time. Like I wasn't able to go out because I was just, by the time the weekend came, I still had work to do. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't really eating because I didn't have time to Within like three months of a job, I lost like 15 pounds. I am not somebody that could just lose 15 pounds like that willy nilly. And I was actually really small back then. Like, I think I weighed like 160, 165. I went down to 150. I didn't see 150 in a very long time. And I had lost a lot of weight. I developed like a, like a, like I have a keratosis pilaris where I'm like really stressed. It like, I'll develop like, breakout so I had like this big like rash on my face because I was stressed so much it just wouldn't go away and I had to fucking quit that job I ain't had nothing lined up I didn't know what was about to happen I just knew like this job is taking a toll on it and I gotta stand on it when I quit I gotta stand on it I gotta believe that I will be okay I gotta really put my I had to like really just be like I don't give a fuck <laughs> I don't care how this looks. I don't care if I don't find a job for six months. I don't give a fuck that I quit. Like, I can't do it. Like, this is taking such a toll on me that, like, I am, like, you know, feeling like I can't. Like, getting up for work is just so tough. 
Like, I can't even think here. Like, I can't breathe. I can't think. I'm not taking care of myself. Like, I had to stand on it. Like, you know what? I'm really, I don't care how the future looks. I don't care if I got to take a step back to take 10 steps forward. I don't care how long you take. I can't do this job. Like, I'm leaving. And that's hard to do because I'm sitting here like, you know, we're raised on, like, not quitting jobs. Like, you can't quit a job until you have a job. And, baby, I couldn't even wait that damn long. I couldn't even wait to do an interview. Like, I just was like, I quit because... Like, I hadn't seen some of my friends in a while. And when I saw them, like, damn, you all sweet. Or, like, even I was, like, out eating with my friends. She was like, that's all you want to eat. And I'm like, I'm full. They were like, but you didn't eat all day. And I'm, like, eating a fucking chicken finger and, like, three fries. And I'm super full. Like, standing on business is not as easy as it seems. And it's just like therapy. It's not going to feel as rewarding in the moment when you're doing it, it's very much a struggle. It's very much a process. And you got to continue, you know, to stand your ground. And that shit is tough. Like, I was in therapy last week. And I told my therapist everything that was happening. Like, all the stuff, like, all the stuff that was happening and stuff. And, baby, one of the things, when I said I'm going to do therapy, I said I wasn't going to have acid. I wasn't going to keep stuff that's bothering me choked up out of embarrassment or like out of shame or because I don't want to hear what the person got to say. Right. Cause I feel like if I'm going to spend my money on therapy, I'm going to at least say what the fuck I got to say. And she don't know me. She can't judge me. Like she don't know me. She don't know nobody. She can't tell my business legally. Can't tell my fucking business. So I'm just going to tell her she got to help me because I'm paying her the ass to help me. Right. I told her and she was just like, you know, and how did you honor yourself in that moment? I said, shit. Damn. Like, you just fucking air me out. Like, one sentence. She listened intently, didn't interrupt. I talked to, talked to her about it. And she cleared me with one damn sentence. And that's what standing on business is. Is like, you have to honor yourself in all of these moments. And it's sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It's tough to stand on it. Like, cutting off somebody you don't like, easy. Cutting off somebody you don't give a fuck about, easy. Getting rid of a job and knowing you got another job lined up, easy. Not being cool with a family member that really ain't nobody that you be around anyway. They just a messiest auntie that you never really see, easy. But having to, you know, cut off somebody that you talk to every day, um cut off a job that you actually prayed for that you wanted like with no lineups that's tough cutting off a family member you know that you you know you really rock with that's tough like that's hard to stand on when you want them to be there for you you know um cutting off you know unhealthy habits you know that's all tough so, like, when we say standing on business, that shit, when you actually do it, what it looks like is a very boring, <laughs> it's very boundary-focused, it's very repetitive, where you have to tell yourself, nope, I ain't gonna fall, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna fall for the bullshit, I don't care, you know, you gotta be very much Terry and so foot, fuck the family, family, fuck my man. You got to leave it alone. You just got to leave stuff right where it's at and just feel like, all right, it don't feel good right now, but this other shit feel worse. Like, 
the latter feel worse. The, you know, at least at this point, I'm not a part of the rat race anymore. This person or this job or whatever is not in my way anymore. Like, even if you, like, want to go to gym and you like, I hate getting up early in the morning. I hate going to the gym. But, like, I'm trying to get this weight off. I'm trying to feel good. I'm trying to get strength. I'm trying to move my body. I got to get up and do it. I got to stand on this. Like, this is a goal. I'm not going to fuck up this goal. I'm being very determined. You have to talk to yourself every single time you hear that alarm off to go to the gym. You got to get your ass to the gym. When, hey, Kaya, when you are cutting off that person that you fell in love with, that you love, that you want to be with, you thought you was going to ride off in the sunset, and then they are, like, half-assing it with you, treating you like you're an option, moving weird, not treating you the way that you know that you're deserving of, and you feel like you're betraying yourself, you got to stand on knowing, like, damn, it is what it is. I got to cut this motherfucker off. Or it's going to be, I'm sitting here stressing and repressed because even your best is not enough for me. You at your best is not even anything that I deserve. This job at its best, the best days at this job, is still a bunch of bullshit. You're, you know, this family member, when they're being nice to me, is not even that fucking great. Because in the next breath, they're going to treat me like shit in another way. Like, standing on it is knowing, like, I don't give a fuck even if it's a good day, my nigga. I'm done. I don't care what it is. Like, I don't care if you give me a motherfucking raise tomorrow. It ain't enough for me to be at this damn job. I don't care if you cut all them holes off. You do everything I done asked you to do. I don't even want it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> give it to the next bitch. I don't care if, you know... You, you know, being nice to me and not treating me like the person I'm supposed to be as my family member and you inviting me to stuff and you're nice and you're checking on me. I don't give a fuck because in the next breath, you already showed me that you don't fuck with me like that. So to the little bitch, I don't care. Like, that's kind of how you have to stand on business. And like I said, like, we making jokes like, yeah, I'm standing on it. Bitch, standing on it is hard because it comes with a lot of laws. And you got to be prepared for it. And it takes a lot of convincing. You got to talk to yourself, be repetitive, chant that shit to you, let you know that you deserve more. And I'm standing on this because whatever else is outside of this is a bunch of bullshit. If I don't do it, I'm going to get bullshit. If I do do it, it might be tough at first. But after a while, it is what it is. I'm standing on it. At least I know that I respect me. And I know that I'm honoring me in every decision that I make going forward. And the more that you just start honoring boundaries, because I we can all set boundaries, but if you don't honor that shit, it don't mean nothing to nobody. And nobody has to honor your boundaries. You have to honor your boundaries. Like, my boundaries ain't got nothing to do with, you know, Jody up the street. Like, Jody up the street can disrespect my boundaries all day. I can't, I had to remove myself so that there is, you can't even fuck with my boundaries now. Jody, you can't even come near me. That's the boundary. Like, it's not, oh, yeah, respect me. No, like, you're disrespectful. You're not going to stop being disrespectful. So I'm going to, Jody, see you later. Don't fuck with you. Move around. I don't give a fuck if I got to walk past you every damn day, bitch. Don't say shit to me. And I'm standing on it. That's how it is. Like, every single thing. Like, I don't care if it's a family reunion, hosted at, you know, Uncle Jackie house. 
I don't fuck with Uncle Jakey. Fuck Uncle Jakey. I don't give a fuck what the cause is for. I don't give a fuck who is celebrating. Bitch, y'all know I don't fuck with Uncle Jakey. Y'all shouldn't have had the event at Uncle Jakey's house. I'm not going. Anything else? And I don't give a fuck. I go to war with everybody. I don't care. Um, a job want to disrespect me, treat me like shit, having me, you know, out here double working and not getting any rest, not paying me right, acting, you know, like I'm a goddamn slave. Oh, okay. Well, here's my resignation letter. <laughs> no, I don't run a recommendation. <laughs> Toodaloo. Whatever happens, God got me. And that's just it, you know? Like, that's what it looks like. And I just wanted to talk about that. Like, it's not fun. The shit ain't fun. I tell you all the time, boundaries are not fun. It's a struggle. But that's why I pay my therapist for, apparently, is to talk to me, you know. And, you know, it gets better with time, especially when you know you want more, deserve more, and you work at it. So, thanks, y'all, for tuning in to this week's episode of Just Let It Glow. And it will be streaming on all podcast platforms uh, tomorrow morning. So, make sure you tune in, share with a friend. Um, also remember to tap into our uh, reading group. Make sure that you are purchasing a book. The November book read is um, Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. I can't stress to y'all enough how good the book is and I can't read. Wait until our discussion. Um, again, thank you all for joining the live. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you um, send. I would love to give you guys more advice questions. So make sure you are emailing me at justlettinggoodpie at gmail.com so that I can read your advice questions anonymously on um, our next episode. Also, you can follow me at xo underscore DeAndre Kiera. And you can follow our Instagram at jstletitglow. And check out the live videos or whenever I go live. So thank you all for listening. And have a great week. And another go up to you all. And we stand it on business. Even though that shit is tough, stand it on it. All right, bye, y'all. Hey guys, don't forget that our November Read and Glow Book Club Book of the Month for November is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. And let me tell you guys, the book is so good. I can't wait to discuss it with you all. Remember, December 3rd at 8 p.m., we will be meeting to discuss and talk about the book. Also, in the meantime, feel free to reach out about what book you would like to read in December. Can't wait to read with you guys. See you soon.